Hey, what's up, everybody? Have I told you about Anchor yet? If I haven't, it's where this podcast that you're about to listen to was recorded. Now, Anchor is re- really the easiest way to make a podcast because they have recording and editing tools right on the app for you. They help you out with distributing out your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about any platform you can think about. And guess what? They even help you out with making a little bit of money on the side with your podcast. And if you're really interested in it, Go check out the anchor.fm site, or you can even download the app right off of your App Store or Google Play Store. Go check them out. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the West Coast Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Frias Guzman. In today's episode, I'm actually going to be doing another episode where I'm talking about all three, uh, all three teams today. I'll be finishing up with the Dodgers, starting off with the Raiders. Right in the middle, I'll be bringing up the Lakers. Um, just to kind of go over everything here, just kind of let you know a little bit about what to what to expect. Uh, but just before I get into that, though, I do want to just remind everybody uh, that you could definitely find me on Instagram. You can find me on, on Twitter as well. It's going to be West Coast Pod 702. West Coast Pod 702. Definitely going to drop a follow, send me up a message, let me know if you know it, if you have any questions or anything like that. I'll definitely appreciate it. Definitely um, look out for those. Now, guys, uh, just to get right into it, recording this on an early, early uh, Friday morning. Well, it's not super early. It's almost about six in the morning. Uh, just um, trying to get this episode up. It's uh, my actual 100th episode. I know, right? 100th episode of the of my podcast. I'm very proud, very happy for myself. Um you know, just um, it's been about two years now since I started up the podcast and I had a, a lot of times where I was not being consistent, really didn't record for almost a whole month straight. Um, all kinds of stuff would happen and whatnot. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I love sports. I love ta- I love talking about sports. And if there's anybody out there, you know, who even takes the time, you know, to go ahead and listen to me, then I'll continue on to do it. And as I mentioned before, this is a great way for just to kind of leave you know, even if it's a little bit of my legacy, if you would, or just to leave something behind, you know, if I have kids, family members or something like that, you know, this will always be available for them to listen to. Yes. But um, before we get all sentimental and everything here, guys, I do want to just um, get right into the podcast. Hope everybody's having a great Friday. And I want to appreciate and just in my appreciation to everybody who's been listening to the podcast, even if it's been from the beginning or if you just picked up on it just recently. But thank you again from everybody to the bot from the bottom of my heart. Definitely appreciate every single one of you. But and again, I know with all this happiness, let's get right into the play into the uh, into the podcast. So, guys, we're going to start off with the Raiders here. And I'm pretty sure most of you guys know exactly what I'm going to talk about. Now, I actually waited. I was going to record on Tuesday. Uh, what was it? On Wednesday. My apologies. I was going to record on Wednesday. We record on Thursday and talk a little bit more about this. But I wanted to wait for there to be more information. It's a big legal. Well, not big legal matter, but it's a legal matter now. And I'm pretty sure now you guys know what I'm talking about. But the whole situation with Devontae Adams, with him pushing that cameraman over, I'm pretty sure almost all of you guys saw it, it was on Monday Night Football. Um, he even talked that he was a little bit frustrated, this and that, that the guys maybe shouldn't walk in front of him or ran in front of him or whatever the case is. And, I mean, you can see it both ways. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm the type of guy always like that. I, I see things both ways when it comes down to it. Um you know, you can obviously see why the guy who the cameraman who got pushed over, why he's going to go ahead and and sue him or take him to court. You know, um, 
obviously the dude wants some money or something like that you know whatever the case is i'm almost 100 percent sure that this thing is going to get settled out of court i'm pretty sure Devonte doesn't want to deal with on any kind of um of a headache or anything like that when it comes down to all this um my main thing is that if the guy the cameraman the way that i really think about it is if the cameraman was very set on taking Devonte to court it seemed like the dude was was super dead on that because he really he's risking his job in a way i mean suing suing a professional suing one of the players that's a quick way for you to kind of end your career with the nfl right at least that's in my opinion now maybe he works with espn or something like that but then again though you know these all these organizations you know these big time companies are all centered around sports you know, so it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. But I'm pretty sure because of this lawsuit, this guy's going to be out of a job where he's going to just be like blackballed, you know. But um, on the on the other side of it, I mean, to get really legal with you guys or to get really into it with you guys. Uh, I mean, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for the Raiders, bad look for the NFL, for Devontae, whoever you want to include in it. But it's a bad look. Um, it didn't, didn't look right the day it happened. Um, it didn't look right when he was talking about it in the in the in the locker room, you know. When he talked about it in the locker room, you know, he talks about how he was frustrated, how how the guy shouldn't have ran in front of him. That alone, to me, just makes it seem like you're apologizing, but not really apologizing. Like you're saying like it was the other guy's fault, but you had some also some some fault in it as well. But if that guy would have never done that, then that would have never happened, kind of deal. It's like it's a it's like a backhanded you know apology, if you would. You know, not to go in and talk crap or anything like that about Devontae. I'm pretty sure, you know, everybody's emotions get the better of them at some points and everything and this and that. But, hey, you're a professional athlete. You can't, cameras are all over you all the time. You know, you have you have to be able to contain yourself at times or whatever, you know. But, again, I'm almost pretty damn sure that this thing is going to get settled out of court. I'm pretty sure Devontae's lawyers are going to out, reach out to him and be like, hey, how much is it really going to take in order to want to get this out, out of court, you know? At least that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. At least that's what I would be telling my lawyers, you know? But, um, you know, it, it, I really wanted to wait to get all the information because I knew that I knew eventually something was going to happen and still nothing has really happened as far as like the Raiders or the NFL suspending him or anything like that or fining him or anything like that. Um, and I mean, maybe with this whole, uh, you know, police matter now that he's actually been charged, maybe it might turn into something now with the NFL. I doubt that the Raiders are really, really going to do anything. Um, you know, I bet they probably think that with this guy having to go through the court and everything now, it's probably enough, but the NFL might think different. I'm pretty, pretty sure that they're going to think different, but we'll see what happens overall. Um, I mean, overall, I'm pretty sure it's just... Uh, Devontae Adams has really never shown any kind of, you know, aggression like that, you know, uh, towards any towards anybody else or anything like that. He's never really had any issues like that, in my opinion, or at least from what I've um, from what I've done or the research that I've done recently. But, hey, you know, everybody has their moments. Everybody gets frustrated. Everybody, you know, gets caught up in the moment and, you know, acts acts a little differently. You know, I mean, it happens. People have emotions. But we'll see what happens. I mean, overall, I really think that this is again, this should be an easy way for Devontae to just kind of get out of it. Um, you know, be able to go in and just you know, talk to the man, see exactly what it is that he wants. You know, what's the what's the bottom line? You know, kind of deal. But we'll see what happens when it comes down to all that. 
the other things that I wanted to just mention really quick about the Raiders, they got, they're on their bye week, so no no game this uh, this weekend or this Sunday or Monday. They have God who oh the Texans yeah, so they'll be going up against the Texans on October twenty third uh, next Sunday. We're I'm pretty sure just like everybody else in Raider Nation, I'm pretty sure we're hoping that that this is a a victory for them. Now, the things that I wanted to talk about here, I know most people are have all their opinions on what the Raiders should be doing to get better or what they or what they should be building off of and things they need to just completely get rid of. You know, Uh, my main thing I would I hate and I've been hating this for 10 plus years of being a Raider fan, 15 plus years of being a Raider fan. Stop the damn penalties. Please, like, please stop the damn penalties. I am sick and tired of seeing the Raiders beat themselves over untimely penalties. Either a holding call when you had a big time play. You gained 40, 50 yards on a big time pass from Derek Carr and there was a hold. And sometimes that hold had nothing to do. That player was never even going to get close to Derek Carr kind of deal. Or... uh, you know, roughing the passer or, or a horse collar or something like that, or, you know, I don't even, you know, any kind of play. I, I forgot the, um, I mean, this was a, a bonehead move or a bonehead call when it came down to the refs, but that holding call, the defensive holding on a field goal attempt, right? But, you know, again, that, that game against the Chiefs was filled with questionable calls, you know, there, even the, the roughing the passer that was called on the, on the Chiefs, even that was questionable. And that was the main call of the night, I guess, you know. But um, regardless of the fact, though, when it comes down to that game, the main thing here, uh, when it comes down to the Raiders, is they just need to stop shooting themselves in the foot, beating themselves. Um, I believe my boy Q uh, with the Raider Nation Radio, he said it himself. Um, I've said it on my podcast as well. The Raiders continue to find ways to beat themselves you know they lost these games that not that they let the other not that the other team won them you know they lost them you know when it comes down to it uh for the most part the Raiders are really good at getting off in a great start uh, they got to build off of that running game you know feed feed Josh Jacobs as much as you can this dude's running like a man possessed um and I mean if you got some other great running backs there like Zamir White Brandon Bolden um, Amir Abdullah, then, you know, get these guys the ball, you know, get, you know, run that ball as much as you can, keep these guys fresh, you know, work in the, work in the passing game as you can. Um, in my opinion, you work that running game, the passing game is going to open up, but you know, who am I? I'm just a guy with a podcast, you know, but for the most part, I really do think that that's going to, I mean, it's, it's simple football when it comes down to it. On the defensive side, I really think the guys need to need to be a little bit more aggressive, maybe a little bit faster. Um, I, I know that they really, really prevailed and exceeded on that uh, uh, Gus Bradley defense. You know where they were more rea- um, where they really were more faster than anything. They weren't really waiting for the play to develop or some of like that. Now, I mean, you can argue with some of the some of the injuries that they have. You're going to have to go in and do that. You're going to have to play more zone defense and let the play develop in order to see exactly what's going on. But then I really think that kind of gets rid of the main thing that's part of our defense is that pressure that we apply to the quarterback. And even though there's not a whole lot, because besides Max Crosby, he's the only one who's really recording a lot of sacks. Dude has six. And I think we have, what, eight or nine for the whole season. 
So, you know, when it comes down to it, I mean, the guys are applying pressure. But if you're not taking the guy down, you know, what's the point? You know, people like to say that pressures are more important than sacks. Maybe. But say if that pressure actually leads to the quarterback making a good read and then he has he actually has a guy open downfield. You know, then at that point, and he completes a pass, then I would have rather taken the sack in that situation, you know. But when it comes down to it, though, guys, there's a few things the Raiders can go on and work on, get better at, keep or for them to keep on doing. And then, in my opinion, really, I think it's only like two things, two, three things that they need to work on. One, just stop with all the penalties, what we kind of already talked about, and all the bonehead moves, and, you know, just stop beating yourself up, like, you know, get, pay attention to details, stay focused kind of deal. Uh, number two, they got to go into work on being the more dynamic. You know, we, t- we heard all preseason long about how this offense is going to be super dynamic. You got Hunter Renfro, you got Darren Waller, you got uh, Devontae Adams, you got Josh Jacobs. Like, this this team is going to be so crazy on the offensive side. I'm still yet to see it, you know. Now, of course, you have Darren Waller doing his things. You know, he, he hasn't been the Darren Waller that we know, you know, but... It is what it is when it comes down to it, but I do think that there's going to be some things that are going to change around with that. And on the defensive side, you kind of already heard it. They need to play faster. You know, if they can find ways to not be so, you know, to, to just allow the play to play to develop and actually be a little bit more aggressive, that would be my best thing or that would be my opinion on one of the things that the, that the team can do to better themselves. But enough about the Raiders, you guys. I did want to speak a little bit on the Lakers. Uh, we'll actually make this one really, really short. With the, with the with the Lakers, what can I say? They've been having some uh, some rumors coming around. Draymond Green, you know, becoming a Laker, so on and so forth. I guess we'll see what happens. You know, when it comes down to it, um, one of the things that I've noticed is that recently, with these trade rumors still going around, Russ has been acting a little bit different. Now, I know maybe he had he already had a video coming out saying that um, one of the videos where he was way off by like the um, by the uh, what's it called? Jesus Christ. Uh, by the bench, uh, by the bench where they see it and everything there. Uh, he ended up looking like he was just far away from the rest of the team. And everybody was like, oh, they're all huddling up and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I guess it was part of his like pregame ritual or whatever and this and that but i'm like i haven't really seen him like be away from the team like that ever since ever like at all at any point last year so what's what's really going on you kind of do you know and then there was another huddle you have lebron james you have anthony davis going up to pat bev to go talk to him you know to huddle up and then you got russ who's not even He's like, yeah, I'm cool right here. I'll, I I can hear you guys. You know, he doesn't even want to huddle up. It has to take Anthony Davis to be over there to go ahead and like tell him, like, hey, dude, let, let's go huddle up kind of deal. And you can clearly see in his face, like, the dude just, like, doesn't. He doesn't want to fuck with them. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, he just doesn't want to, like, even talk to them or anything like that. I don't I don't know. I don't know what really is going on, though. I'm, I'm thinking it must be because of those trade rumors or whatever is going on. You know, maybe Russ is not 100% happy there, whatever the case is. But I feel like if this kind of continues, I mean, you have to find a way to go and get rid of the dude, right? I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, shit, I was, I was even talking to the wife about it yesterday or last night. 
Uh, we're looking at jerseys because we're um, heading over to our first Laker game next week on the 23rd. And, um, you know, so that's another little side note. I'm pretty sure I mentioned on, uh, on another podcast. But, um, you know, when we're looking at jerseys, uh, she saw a, rest, a Westbrook uh, jersey up there. And I told her, I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, honestly, I wouldn't think about getting it just because I'm pretty sure the dude's probably going to be out this season. Like, he's going to he's gonna get traded this season, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, you know, I still think that that's going to be the case. Probably by by the trade deadline, if something hasn't happened, if maybe the Pacers still have Buddy Heald and uh, Miles Turner, maybe things turn around in their season. You know, who knows? Maybe maybe the Warriors finally want to trade Draymond or something. You know, whatever the case is, I'm pretty sure that the Lakers will find some sort of way to get to get it done, especially if things start to open up for them when it comes down to the trades that are available. But when it comes down to the Lakers, though, I think they're actually in action again tonight, I want to say. Uh, but they got a couple more games until, what, that Tuesday? Is it Tuesday night? Yeah, I believe it was a Tuesday night opener against the Warriors. And then that same weekend, I'll be heading out to L.A. on my birthday on the 21st. And then to go see them on the 23rd. Um, absolutely amazing. If anybody who listens to this, if you're going to be at that game, um, definitely go in and look, at, look, look me up. Send me up a DM, DM or something like that. Let me know what's up. But uh, just to get off of the Lakers here, guys, I'm sorry again for the horrible transitions. I wanted to just wrap things up. I'm noticing that I'm taking a really long time on this podcast. But just to wrap it all up tonight friday night the dodgers are underway once again game number three for the nlds against the padres they're going to be at peco park in san diego i actually tried to look up tickets because i was like huh it's over the weekend let me try to see if i can sneak a game head on down there you know maybe even if it was the cheapest tickets that we could find you know it'd be great to go and represent my dodgers in another state or another city you know but unfortunately I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, the Padre fans are are really really good about it. But damn, that thing was sold out. It straight up told me, "Sorry, we're sold out." <laughs> so uh, overall, I'll be rooting for them here from from the comfort of my own home. You know, I'm pretty sure that the Dodgers, you know, that last game, you know, it is what it is. The Padres, like I told you guys, the Padres are no joke. They're a team that's hungry. They have a lot of that. They have a lot a lot of talent, especially after they made that trade for Juan Soto. Um, I know I really wanted him as a Dodger. I'm almost 100% sure he was going to be a Dodger. But, uh, you know, whatever the case happened, you know, it is what it is. Uh, But they have a whole lot of talent when it comes down to the Padres. They have really great starting pitching. I believe tonight, Blake Snell. I'm pretty sure most of us are all pretty familiar with him. He was formerly of the Tampa Bay Rays. We faced them in the, um, I want to say that was actually the year that we, no, did we win? Yeah, no, we did win. Yeah, we overcame him in the, uh, yeah. Yeah, we ended up overcoming him. We ended up actually winning that game. It was a really close one, I want to say. But, yeah, no, so we're we facing Blake Snell yet again uh, for the Dodgers. I know it's going to be a really, really important game. It's uh, one where whoever wins can take the lead, of course. And, um, you know, overall, it'll be nice to go and sneak one off, uh, sneak one over them, you know. I'm honestly thinking if things go the way that I'm predicting, Dodgers will probably wrap it up in in San Diego. They'll take um, they'll take this game tonight, and I'm pretty sure that they're going to be taking. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that they're actually playing again. I think on Saturday in Petco. Let me double check. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and then they'll be making if it goes into Game Five, they'll be, they'll be making a quick short trip up to um, LA to play Game Five. 
So these next two games, today and tomorrow, they're going to be played in San Diego. I'm almost, uh, no, I don't want to say 100% sure, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to be taking out the, the Padres in these next two games. They'll take out this game today, take out the next game, and then they'll go ahead and wrap it up. Then they'll be waiting for the Phillies or the Braves. Um, again, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure, I mean, the Phillies came out and whooped them, I think, in the second game. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Braves going against the Dodgers again. It'd be nice to go and see that again. You know, when it comes down to it, um, it'll be a rematch again from the championship year. It'll be a rematch again, I think, I want to say from like 20, 2019, 2018, when they ended up, when the Braves won it. Or, or even the year before, I want to say. Actually, yeah, my bad, the year before, even when they won it too. So, when it comes down to it though, guys, I definitely am excited to go and see what's going to happen with the playoffs. Um, we'll... We'll just kind of talk about it. We'll do a little post game thing or something like that the day after. Um, actually, maybe, well, if they win the NLDS, we'll try to do something since it is over the weekend. If not, you'll definitely hear from me on, on Monday. But overall, we'll talk more about that, guys. We'll talk all about the games. So any kind of news or anything that comes up, we'll talk about it on Monday. Um, it is one of the things that definitely I appreciate so much about being a fan or doing a podcast of these three teams. There's always something going on. And especially with the way that the sports are kind of lined out, you have certain things going on at some points. And then like right now, you have the Lakers or the Dodgers who are well underway in their playoff series. So, yeah. But overall, guys, just want to thank you very much for joining in tonight. Again, it's my 100th episode. I appreciate every single one of you for listening as long as you have. Or if you're just picking this up, thank you and welcome. And I hope uh, this is not your last episode that you listen to. But until next time, guys, thank you very much. Make sure to be with your family, be with your loved ones. Say, tell them you love them. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.